History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, if you live in California, and I think most of our listeners do, the recall election for Gavin Newsom is almost here. The official election date is September 14, but mail ballots are going out to all registered voters beginning next week. So we're really honored today to have as our guest Paula Witzel, the chairwoman of the San Diego County Republican Party, which, by the way, is the largest county Republican Party in California so, Paula, welcome to our show, and um, you've been speaking already, I read, at Recall Newsom rallies. So, uh, Paula, as an introduction, how, how important do you see this, this recall election? Well, I think it's of utmost importance for the people of the state of California, because, after all, we are the golden state, and, and we're, we're not golden. And uh, we're losing population. We're losing a congressional seat because we've lost so many people to other states. People can't afford to live in our state. Crime is up. You know, our children were kept out of schools for a year and a half. Uh, you know, businesses have been closed down, never to come back. So it's about time that we uh, make a change in Sacramento. And I think people are motivated and they see what their day-to-day lives have become under the administration of this current governor. So they're ready for a change. You know, as a bit of perspective, you have an interesting background. You lived for, I believe, something like 17 years in Brazil, and much of that time, I understand, under a socialist government. So my question on that is, do you have any lessons that you feel you learned down there that I believe apply to people like Gavin Newsom who are trying to push us in a socialistic direction? Yes, well, actually, uh, socialism is what drove us to come back. I love the country of Brazil. Uh, The people are wonderful, but we just couldn't survive with 2,000% inflation, which is what happens when you have government controlling uh, all aspects of the economy. And the other other thing that I would say is that, um, you know, we're heading towards people want Medicare for all and universal health care, I can tell you from personal experience, it's not something that you would want a loved one of yours to, to have to go through. To stand in line uh, in order to get medical care, urgent medical care, is not something that people really realize that that's the consequence of having government-run uh, health care. Um, just look at our local, you know, what happens with the VA administration and, you know, the complaints that we have about government-controlled uh, health care. So there's a lot of aspects about socialism that uh, people don't realize. It sounds good on paper. It looks good, you know, uh, as a soundbite on TV. But in real real life terms, it, it's not something that you would ever wish for. Well, and we've seen the dictatorship of the medical establishment just this last year and a half and how when government controls your health care, you don't get to make any decisions. You 
have to be forced to do this or that. You can't go out of your house. And so let's We lived, at, let me just interject, just, you know, we didn't live outside the U.S. for anywhere near as many years, Paul, as you did, but we did live for a couple of years in Canada under the Canadian healthcare system, and we had the same experience. In yeah. fact, at one time, Kathleen had to fly back to California, and we had to pay for a surgery at our own expense rather than wait for her. She had a five-month wait in pain waiting there for, quote, free health care in Canada. Yeah, I would which, have rather paid myself. Which, which, which didn't work. So it's same same principle. But, yeah, it causes scarcities well, and all kinds of, and lo- waiting in lines, and you, it, it's just really – I mean, yeah, and the, the other thing that just, happens in real life is that when you have a system like that, is that corruption uh, becomes part of the, the, the game plan. So if you know somebody in government or you know somebody who's influential and your loved one is waiting in line, you can pull strings and get them put to the head of the line and have the surgery or get the medical care that they need. But that means that someone else who was at the top of the line got pushed back. So it's a totally corrupt and insane uh, system that does not provide health care the way it's being touted. So every it's the opposite of, of equality. Yeah, the, they, they they say it's yeah. for equality, but it's the opposite. It's if you have people in high places, just, it's just if like, you can pull strings. And that, that absolutely, just, we saw that absolutely in Canada, Paula, just like what you're saying. So let's talk about more of some of the results that we've seen in California under Newsom. I mean, before this COVID, we had the train to nowhere, millions of dollars spent. We have the high gas taxes, the high cost of living, the restrictions on all the building. We have the sanctuary cities. And then COVID hit, and then we've seen nothing but erratic management, like on again, off again, business closings, and just not based on the science. No science is forthcoming that we've been asked for. And then all the business shutdowns, 30% of California businesses have been closed permanently. So uh, with a new governor, we would not see that happening. And so do you, do you think that the small business people especially are going to really rally to this chance to have a new governor? Yeah, I mean, they've experienced firsthand what it is to have the government take control. And yeah, just to follow up on what you were saying, uh, science was never, it was follow the science. That was just a soundbite because they never were following the science. No. Um, and that was very clear when you saw the uh, pushback against the medications that we already know that are effective. Some of those medications are very common, are taken all the time in Brazil, and they have been uh, approved by the FDA, FDA here in the United States for over 50 years. So um, that was all really just to maintain control of the people. Uh, fear is a very strong motivating factor. So if you keep them in fear, they were, they're more apt to obey and uh, uh, follow the guidelines, the supposed guidelines, which were mandates that were given by the governor. So, you know, California is number one in poverty. California is number 47 in terms of ranking of schools. So we have the highest taxes. We have the highest gas prices in the whole entire United States. And we have some of the worst schools, and we have the highest poverty rate. So, obviously, this system is not working. And, uh, you know, we have the sixth economy in the world if we were a separate country, and yet we um, are number one in poverty. What is that? That is the result of bad 
administrative policies and, uh, you know, anything on the left where the government has control and you take away the freedom of the people to actually make their own decisions, that is the result you get. And that's been proven in every country in the world that this has ever been tried. And one of the most outrageous decisions that Newsom has made, I mean, he's made a a ton of them, being the one-man rule. But keeping the mask on the kids when they absolutely don't need it, and so th- he's talking about if he re- survives the recall, that he's going to keep the mask on the kids this fall and, and, and maybe even close the schools again when there's no scientific basis. It's not for our public good. And he, his, his own child was recently caught in a mask-free summer camp. So once again, rules for thee but not for me. And he's such a double standard person that let's call it a hypocrite. I mean... So if so, if we succeed well, in that, calling Newsom, you know, are we going to get the mass off the kids? Just, we have to succeed. Well, this don't is you think? A, yeah. Well, one of the characteristics of the left is that they have uh, their their elite, and the rules do not apply ever to the elite. Uh, just look in the USSR; the elite were uh, fine. They they had their DACA's. They were economically uh, on the very top, so they didn't suffer the consequences of their decisions. That's true in Venezuela. I mean, Venezuela 15 years ago was the richest country in South America. And look at it today. They border Brazil, and the big black market item right now over the border between Venezuela and Brazil is toilet paper. So you go from the richest country in the world to now one of the poorest in South America overnight, and that was the result of socialism. And government control, uh, when the government is in control, then, you know, you're making decisions um, based on the lowest common denominator. So obviously the results cannot be positive. So, um, but at the same time, Venezuela has um, one of the uh, most elite nightclubs in the world because the elite are not suffering the consequences of their government's decisions. And that's one of the characteristics uh, that, Gavin Newsom has clearly shown us when he's dining at the French Laundry, his kids are going to private school and going to summer camp with no masks. But the rest of us, we're all having to follow these draconian guidelines and mandates. So obviously, science never had anything to do with it. Has only seen, it has only to do with power. So science yeah. never was really the factor. That was just a soundbite to make people believe that they were making uh, valid decisions, but in reality had nothing to do with the science. You know, last night uh, I watched, uh, and I want to comment on a little bit later, the Republican debate or the debate to replace Gavin Newsom, and all the candidates did fantastic. But just before that, the local L.A. news station had another one of these fear newscasts on the Delta variant, and it interviewed a poor guy that was, he wasn't on a ventilator, but he was on a respirator in a hospital, and he said, almost like reading for a script, I wish I'd taken the vaccine. You know, it was perfect propaganda. So later, this so this morning, I looked on the CDC's own w- website, and I looked at death rates and trends in the United States and so-called hotspots in the United States according to the CDC's own sources. Not one hotspot in the United States and death rates from COVID, including the Delta variant, are the lowest they've been since the beginning. Would you ever get that message on any newscast? It's like we're it's like we're living under uh, Pravda or, or the old Soviet Union. 
just a just a comment there. But Paula, uh, we're coming up to the break. But could you and we'll discuss this more afterwards too. How do you think a Republican governor can improve some of these kind of dire problems that we've been talking about? Well, that's a big question. Okay. That's what, a big about, question. You can any about, start anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's a playful. <laughs> Just pick one. Pick one issue, whether it's whether it's the COVID or whether it's homelessness or something like that. Well, I would say that two issues that I, I think that touch almost every Californian is, first of all, the homelessness, because you can't walk down a street in any major city in the state of California without stepping around uh, disgusting um, paraphernalia of people living on the streets. And then the second thing I think that really, really has impacted almost every Californian, either directly or indirectly, is the schools. The fact that the public schools are still not open to our children. And the impact of that is such such a deep, um, everlasting thing because um, children's hospitals are not being overrun with children with cases of COVID. They're being uh, overrun with children with <clears throat> cases of mental illness and right. suicide, suicide. watches yep. and those types of things. And those are um, aspects that will impact our children for a long, long time, if not forever. Our children, are, so our children's futures are at stake. Be our first priority. Stay yes. tuned. For, it's time for a break, but stay tuned. We're having a great talk with Paula Witzel about why Governor Newsom needs to be recalled. What are the chances for that happening, and how can we help? Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Paula Witzel, chairwoman of the San Diego County Republican Party. We're talking about the recall of Gavin Newsom, how we need to get him out. Uh, so, Paula, one thing that we have to deal with in trying to recall him is that he has so much money. He, he, he gets money from big corporations and big unions, and then he gives them favors and then they donate to him, like the Service Employee International Union gave him $5 million because he gave them a sweetheart deal and just things like that. But we can win against these powerful interests anyway, can't we? I mean, we've got to do it. Give us some hope, Paula. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we can, because one of the things that they're not counting on, yes, they're, he's getting a, a large corporations and people who have an interest in maintaining the current situation, contributing to his war chest. But everyday Californians are suffering the impact of his policies. And that's something you not, cannot buy your way out of. So, I mean, when you go to the, a, a guy who is a landscaper goes to the gas station, he's paying almost $5 a gallon. No ad on TV is going to uh, uh, get around that fact. I mean, truth is not a left-wing value. So one of the things that we do have in our favor is that uh, we have truth on our side, and people are experiencing in their everyday lives the impact of his administration, and no number or amount of ads on TV are going to get around that. That's you really have the true. hardcore left that are going to always vote for them because they're part of that elite and they're part of that whole structure. But the rest of us who are just normal middle-class citizens going to work, wanting our kids to be back in school, wanting to lead our lives, we're not particularly involved in politics, but we're all suffering the, the, the consequences of these decisions 
And that's what's happening. And that's why you see the polls shifting. In the beginning, it, it, it wasn't very significant, but now in the last two weeks, you're going to, you have already seen those polls, polls shift significantly. And the shift is going to continue because people are done. They're, they're tired. They want to move on. They see uh, in their day to day lives that what they're, being told on TV is not what's happening in their day-to-day lives. They pull up to the gas station, and now they're paying almost $5 a gallon. They're paying the highest taxes in the, in the country, and uh, they still see potholes in the streets. So, you know, the gas tax that was supposedly for infrastructure is not being used for infrastructure. So, you know, people are not dumb. They can see it. They can feel it. They understand it in their day-to-day lives. And that's what's finally catching up with Gavin Newsom. And this is bipartisan, too. This is not just Republicans. This is Democrats that are really fed up with this. And But to hear the attack ads that Newsom has been putting on the radio, you would think that it's all a Republican scheme and that it's Trump supporters, that's it. And no, but Anything are, to distract from here, his pitiful record. I mean, record. his yeah. attack ads are terrible. Well, They're nasty. I mean— and it's all blamed on us or, you know, his his well, opponents, the, but it's not. The, the recall, came, yeah, the recall came about because we turned in 2.1 million signatures of those, what, 1.7 qualified for the ballot. We only needed 1.4, but fully one-third of those signatures were Democrats who signed them. So, right. yeah. you know, our governor, Gavin Newsom, has been an equal opportunity wrecking ball. <laughs> So, he, you know, it's not uh, focused on any particular group. So in that regard, I think that uh, everyone, everyone who works and has a job, who has kids or have grandkids, we've all been affected. So it's not something that is any uh, particular party or any particular group. Um, you know, it's nonpartisan in the sense of his policies have impacted Everybody. negatively the lives of every Californian, no matter what sector, where you live. Uh, what kind of job you have, uh, it's been just overall. So I think in that regard, it doesn't really matter how many ads he puts on TV because people start pulling up to the gas station and seeing gas at almost $5 a gallon. Their relatives in other states are texting them pictures of gas pumps with, you know, 250 That's what my sister does. She lives in Texas, and she texts me her gas pump uh, every time she goes and fills up and says, see, so we all know what's going on. They just so, raised gas taxes again. But, Paula, in our remaining time, let's spend a little time on, on, actually on, the, how on the, the mechanics of how yeah, we can make how success. How does this election yeah. actually work? Because a lot of people seem to be a little bit confused. You know, there's going to be two okay, well, questions on the ballot, right? On the, on the same yeah. ballot, yep. Yes. Yeah, uh, there's a, it's a two-part ballot. The first question is really the most important. The first question is, do you want to recall Gavin Newsom, yes or no? So you need to answer yes. And yes. no matter what party, this is a nonpartisan thing. So no matter what your feelings are or your positions are in regard to politics or party, the most important thing is to vote yes on part one. If you cannot bring yourself to vote for anyone on part two because you don't happen to be Republican, that's fine. Vote yes on the recall and turning your ballot. That is the most important part. Because we need to get the vote uh, over the finish line, 50 plus one, in order to recall this governor. Then part two is who do you want to replace him if you vote yes on part one? And that's where you're going to have the list. I think it is 43 or 46 uh, candidates that have qualified for the ballot. And um, you have the the top uh, five Republicans that you mentioned that were on the debate last night and Larry Elder. But um, 
really the most important part is part one, where you vote yes on the recall. And then part two, you have a choice of voting for your favorite candidate. And really, pretty much any anyone that's on part two, any Republican on part two is better than what we have on, uh, in Gavin Newsom. Now, the other thing is people have been asking me, can you vote in person? Yes, all the ballots will be mailed out, so you will receive a ballot at your home, and you can walk that ballot into a polling place, surrender that ballot, and then vote in person if you so choose. But you need to walk into the polling station with the ballot that you received in the mail and make and surrender it so they can make sure that um, your vote is going to be properly counted. So that's that's going to be how it works. Now, the, mail, the mail-in ballots will be dropping in the mail next week, like you mentioned at the beginning of the segment. And so you should be looking for those ballots in your mailboxes um, here in the next uh, week or so. Paul, I have a question related to what you're talking about, about at some conservative and Republican gatherings I've been at recently, you get hands raised asking, what about voter fraud? What if our vote doesn't really count? So um, What's being I, done? I just try to encourage them, well, that, that mean, that's all the more important that you should vote. But there's also other things, people, you're doing some things in the county Republican Party, aren't you, to promote voter integrity? Yes, we are. Um, uh, we do have a voter integrity person here on my team, and um, we are uh, reaching out to the registrar of voters to make sure that the policies and the procedures in place try to minimize that. Here in San Diego County, one of the good things we have is that our, our drop boxes are always manned by a registrar of voters employee 100% of the time. So there is chain of custody, which is something that was an issue in other states in the last election. Here in San Diego County, uh, in that regard, we do have chain of custody of the uh, drop-off boxes. Um, but, um, you know, the thing with regard to voter integrity, if every Republican came out to vote and didn't, you know, get angry and say, well, it's not worth it and stay home, if every Republican came out to vote, we would just bowl over this, uh, and we would win by so much we would. that there would be no possible way for them to cheat. Right. And wow. so my, my take on it is if we quit, they win. Yep. So we have to keep fighting. We have to keep battling the, the, the battles. Uh, yes, uh, in some regards, we have some disadvantages, but that doesn't mean anything. We have to still keep fighting because we cannot give up because if we quit, they win. And I think That's our excellent. side, and when yeah. I say our side, I don't just mean Republicans. I mean Democrats, everybody upset with Newsom. We're more motivated than his. How could his supporters, unless they're directly on the payola, which some of them are, but for the common voters, who, who can get enthusiastic about Gavin Newsom, who, by the way, recently said, I wouldn't do a single thing differently looking back on his record. So Yeah, he said he wouldn't do anything different. Wow. But let's let's. But this is the this is you make such a good point. This is the kind of race that will be determined by the voter turnout. So, anything we can do to get the vote out and get those ballots back. So, what can our listeners do to help out with voter integrity, with getting out the vote? Yeah, and give them some contact so really, information. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, really, the important thing is to get the voter the vote out. So. If you and, and I know we don't particularly care for uh, ballot harvesting, but you have a neighbor or uh, who's an elderly person or someone who is working as not able to get to the polls, uh, make sure you check on them. Make sure that they filled out that ballot. If they're not able to take it in, offer to take it in for them. Um, uh, there is a place to sign on the actual envelope on the outside, so 
um, you can uh, take custody of that ballot and turn it into the drop box or take it to the registrar of voters. But we do need to, make, and just do your own street. If everybody just did their own street, so you're not talking uh, very many people, just your neighbors that you have up and down your own street, uh, that would be a game changer. Absolutely. Uh, because so- if everybody gets out, uh, for the most part, the, the excitement, the motivation is uh, on our side. The other side is not particularly motivated to get out uh, and vote. So, Great. really, it, it, it <clears throat> is time a game is up. of, so of we voter have, turnout. Yeah, our, <laughs> our time is up. We have to kind of go. But Thanks uh, so much, thanks Paula. Thanks so much for being our guest today. You're welcome. And, yes, we are going to do this. We, we look forward to seeing you more, more out there. Yes. You know, folks, in conclusion, the Bible gives us a lot of examples of people suffering due to following bad leaders. You know, remember ancient Israel demanded a king, and God gave them what they asked for, and it didn't go well. And Gavin Newsom's been acting like a king himself with these arbitrary edicts and rules are for thee and not for me. So to bless your neighbor this week, Contact the San Diego County Republican Office. That's one good option. Volunteer to be a caller, a poll watcher, a donor, or all of the above. This could be our best chance and in years to put our state on a better path. Till next week. Bye-bye, Thanks bye, so folks. so much, Paula. Thanks bye-bye. for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility Responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K Praise.